Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, with my co-host, Father David Tickerhoof. And just welcoming you back if you're a returning listener, and thank you for joining us if you're a new listener. Invite you to check out all of our previous podcasts, and thank you for joining us. Our topic for today is self-forgiveness. And this is, uh, I'm just, I'm very happy to be um, going over this topic because it's something that in 16 years of, uh, as a professional counselor, I've recognized the um, the great importance of, and in my own life, it's something that I recognized the the great importance of as well. Personally, my personal experience, my need that I've had to forgive myself of things in my past. And um, I just really want to open this up because it's something that can really keep people stymied and in, in so many areas of their life and really set them on a vicious cycle of spiraling downwards um, because of all the the ramifications that it has on so many different levels, um, particularly in in terms of how it affects their relationship to themselves, to God and to others. So in a lot of ways, it, it really cuts at the core of, of things, especially the kind of theology of relationship that Father David and I talk about so much. Um, so as Father David and I were preparing for this, we were talking a little bit about it and about why don't people forgive themselves. And, um, what I've seen the most as a therapist, I believe that it's really a misguided um, attempt at making a really good choice. I think that most often in working with people where I've seen it comes from is a fear that people have that if I let myself off the hook for having done this thing that that I think is really terrible and, and maybe in fact was really terrible, but if I let myself off the hook for it, you know, if I forgive myself, then who knows what I'll do, you know? So it's kind of this idea of, um, I I have to be really hard on myself in order to not just run amok through the rest of my life. And, um, and I think in trying to do that, that, that unforgiveness towards self, um, you know, so it's, it's really the person's doing it out of an attempt at heading towards something really good. And yet the effect it has is something that's very detrimental. So, I think when a person has a hard time forgiving themselves, it's tied into their many times unconscious or subconscious self-worth and the worth they see themselves at and the value they appreciate. 
as a person. And if, if they have, uh, in their early life, if they've been abused or neglected or uh, put upon or embarrassed publicly or any kind of thing that would develop a negative self-image, that kind of gets submerged in what they think about themselves. And so when it comes time to forgive themselves for the genuine things that they may have failed in, and uh, it's not so much uh, trusting that they can't trust in God. It's that the fact that they're not able to trust themselves. They're disconnected to themselves. And as a result, they really in, 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 in a hold back and they realize that there's some sort of a need for expiation or cleansing or purification, and they can't get to it because they they are still focused upon themselves in a kind of narcissistic way, and they haven't opened themselves to the Lord's merciful forgiveness. You know, when you see the father in the, the parable of the, uh, the son who went off and squandered everything, and then he's returning home, and the father sees him from a, from a distance, and, oh, the father runs out, and you can see the, the pictures in art of the father putting his arms around the son and bringing him in, and that forgiving mercy of the father opens the son to accept himself in a new dimension of returning returning to the Father, in, in this sense, spiritually returning to God. But when that's, that's uh, self, uh, it's a self-abuse. It really is a self-abuse. And people really berate themselves. They berate themselves. Then they give in to the temptation of uh, thoughts coming into their mind that they're no good, that they're not worth anything, that God really doesn't care for them, or they're never going to get over this thing, or they feel addicted or whatever it is. And they just keep going around in a circle and a circle. What that leads to then is attitudes of emotional negativity like anxiety, uh, inordinate fears that block the work of grace and the work of human development, human and spiritual integration. And, and, and they're stuck. And so that, that becomes a problem in terms of they can't forgive themselves. And so we we have to know what the tools are or what the approach is or what the focus is and and how we make choices of a mercy-filled, love-filled, grace-filled self-forgiveness. Well, you know, I think one of the ways we we do that um, is... I'm kind of going to go back and pick up this notion that I think a lot of times is kind of rolling around in people's minds when they're struggling to forgive themselves. And that's if you, if you put words on it um, would be, how could I have fell in the blank? Right. Especially if, um, you know, as gosh, somebody even actually, uh, somebody even actually said this to me when I was, um, I was in a, time in my life I was really uh leading a, a a really rough life I was very much struggling and um in sin and um and someone well-intentioned but it was not a good thing to say they said well you ha- how could you do that you have a degree in theology you know better <laughs> and it's just such a um such a crazy thing to say because we know that everybody you know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if people are 
clergy or religious or have degrees in theology. We're all human and we're all broken. We're all flawed. And, and I think how seldom do people actually um, sin because they don't know better. That might apply to kids, you know, two years and three years old. But I think for the most of us, we have some sense that, that this wasn't right, you know. And, um, but when we have that notion about ourselves, how could I have done X, Y, or Z? Um, because, you know, for whatever reason, I, I, I know better, or I grew up in a family where we were catechized or, um, or I have a degree in X, Y, or Z or, or whatever. How could I have done this? And, um, and that is at its, it can, it can seem like we're holding ourselves to a higher standard, but really at its root, it's really pride. And, um, because when, when, you know, you kind of step back and you think that guess what that kind of reveals is I'm surprised by what I did. Right. I'm surprised. And when we consider that like the Lord's not, you know, he's not surprised. Omniscience can't be curious, can't be surprised. The Lord already foreknew that we were going to do these things. And that's why he came and, and died for us and rose and sent a spirit to, um, to sanctify us because he knew we were going to blow it. You know, he was he's not surprised by this. Something that really um, has helped me when I was in a time of having a difficult time forgiving myself, and that was thinking back to times prior than that, where I had a really uh, a really strong sense of the Lord's closeness, and um, prior to grave sin, and then thinking like, wait, like even at that time when the Lord was was allowing Himself me to experience Him as being so close to me. He still foreknew that I was going to blow it. So it, it he must forgive me because he already knew he wasn't surprised by any of this. And I find that very consoling. I find that, um, that really helpful on a really practical and a very personal way. But to speak to some of the ways that um, unforgiveness can affect us, I really do think it breaks down our connection to ourselves, our connection to the Lord, and our connection to others, particularly because, um, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas says, you know, I know I've quoted him before, I quote this all the time, but what's received is received according to the mode of the receiver. And I think at its root, unforgiveness um, is really making my mode, um, I'm not lovable. And if that becomes my mode, then that's going to be, um, obviously my relationship to myself, but then of course I'm going to relate to others. I'm going to receive from others through that lens. And so it won't matter. I, I'll, I kind of almost make myself impervious <laughs> to, or impenetrable at least to the love of God, right? Because now I have myself behind this fortress of I'm not lovable. So whatever the Lord's doing, you know, how he's speaking to me or acting towards me or, or relating himself to me, trying to share himself with me, I'm going to perceive it through the lens of I'm not lovable, you know, or however many talks, um, spiritual talks or spiritual reading or whatever I do, I'm still going to receive it through the lens of, well, this applies to other people, but it doesn't really apply to me, you know. Um, if you had only known what I had done, that kind of thing. And then, of course, it, it interrupts our connection to others because 
then we perceive others in the same way, that they're judging us, that they're critical of us. Now all of a sudden their estimation of us um, really like, you know, our, our own sense of self-worth like rises and falls on on our their, what we perceive as their perception of us, which might not be accurate, right? But what we perceive as their perception. And um, so it can really just really just like cut our legs off from under us. I think in a lot of ways, like, um, like a little league coach, you know, and who's the kind of, uh, the kind of person who should not be a little league coach and they're out on the field and they're just reaming the kids out and screaming their heads off at them. And, and the kids are so, um, discouraged and demoralized that they just throw their, you know, throw their gloves in the, in the, sand or in the clay and just you know start picking daffodil or daisies or something and they don't even want to be on the field anymore and and um so it can send us it it doesn't have that ultimate effect that we're hoping for that this will hold me to a higher standard and it'll really cause me to clean up my act right and I'm not going to let myself off the hook for this and so I really better get out there and like do a really good job but it doesn't like that little league coach. It makes the, how the kids don't want to play. They don't even want to participate. I think we end up doing that to ourselves. We can be, we can cause ourselves to become so discouraged and so so much of a sense of disconnection from the Lord and from other people that we don't even want to engage. I don't. I don't. Why would I want to go pray? Right? Why would I want to go sit in prayer and try to communicate with a God who I'm projecting all of this um negativity and judgment and and uh those kind of like really critical things onto as though that's how he's seeing me and how he's receiving me and so it ends up having the diametrically opposed effect where instead of holding ourselves to a higher standard where i'm not going to let myself fall like that again um instead we end up setting ourselves up for failure so what happens internally and sometimes even uh, at least semi-unconsciously when I develop that negative attitude, uh, I have, I'm have i experiencing wounds, maybe from abuse from a coach or abuse from others or from uh, things that we do that are harmful. But what that, that does is that causes wounds. And we lose touch with that in our mind. We we don't recognize our, our our wounds, but our wounds are unhealed. And because they're unhealed, what happens is we we can never take the step into freedom. We're always dealing with the fact of the negative idea of who we are. So, and quite frankly, I think that one of the steps to a, a greater freedom of self forgiveness is being open to receive the healing of wounds that we have that the Holy Spirit is really wanting to reveal or to bring up so that someone or we can pray and experience the healing from that pain and that struggle and everything else. And then when we have that internal freedom, we're not always turned in in a negative way. We finally have a breath of fresh air because we realize there's a God who's standing right there who loves us, whose heart is filled with mercy and compassion. And as soon as we open up just even an instant to that, he touches us with the gentleness of his hand and the work and power of his Holy Spirit. 
And there's forgiveness, self-forgiveness, forgiveness of others, but primarily forgiveness of self for the mistakes that we've made. And there's a new freedom that comes into us mentally and spiritually and in our whole being as a person. And then we gain a new degree of spiritual freedom that enables us to move on in uh, in the human and spiritual integration and maturity in, in uh, the spiritual life. Yeah, you know, one of the scriptures that um, comes to mind when I think about the topic of self-forgiveness is when the Lord told us not to judge. And so just in a couple of citations, um, Matthew 7, 1, <laughs> do not judge. Luke 6 starts with 37, again, do not judge. It doesn't say don't judge others. It says don't judge. And I think that's very uh, very important, and especially as a as a counselor, I've often seen you know when you have a little bit more objectivity and and maybe training and and you can understand how the person is judging themselves and yet how how much um, mercy the Lord would have because even just sitting from the chair I'm sitting in, I can see like how much the sin is connected to the brokenness and the pain that they've gone through and. Um, and I think, my goodness, like, of course, the the Lord understands that much better how connected the sin is with their pain and um, and how merciful he is. And, and um, so I think it's way above our pay grade to judge ourselves, you know. It's not like don't judge others, but you can judge yourself. I think we just don't have the intelligence. We don't have the wisdom. We don't have the insight. We don't even have the, you know, looking at the entirety of our lives. Maybe I can, you know, remember certain events, but I can't remember all of the things I've gone through and exactly how they've set up inside me to predispose me to, to weakness and failure in certain area, you know. And so I really think that's important to remember. It's not that the Lord commands us not to judge others he commands us not to judge period because that's that's for god alone because god alone is wise enough for that you know um there's also a a favorite quote of mine i think i've shared before but from blessed julian of norwich and it's god sees sin as pain in us and i really think that's the the most um helpful place for us to go with with those um those failings is to to understanding that that's how the lord sees them because then it predisposes us to um to receiving the mercy that he's offering us and to gratitude right because you have to receive the gift in order to be grateful for it and if we have that same eye towards ourself of seeing our sin as coming from a place of pain it it doesn't lead us to exonerate ourselves but yet to um to be able to 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 look at it acknowledge it and um and be able to receive forgiveness from the lord that then we are able to you know to extend to ourselves because i think that's really that's where we have to get the forgiveness that we're looking to give to ourselves we really have to get it from the lord first you know, he's the authority on that. Um, yeah, or else we're just kind of manufacturing, uh, kind of looking for a way to exonerate ourselves instead of forgiveness. Forgiveness acknowledges that 
the the wrongness of something and yet at the same time like turns from it you know so um so we have to receive from the lord first and then and then take that same forgiveness and take on the mind of christ right in terms of um in terms of forgiving ourselves so what that means is that we 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 become not not just open and available but we surrender and we actually become a, an active participant in self-ministering the mercy of the Lord and self self-forgiveness and healing but it demands that we finally realize that beating up on ourselves and turning in on ourselves and having a negative uh, harmful opens the door to other other forces that come in from the outside the work of spiritual forces that can lie to us can tell keep telling us how bad we are how no good we are and all these kind of things you know god will never forgive you and it just goes on and on and on and so we're, we're caught you know we're caught and we can't move but when we turn and when we open to the light and we open to the ministry of the compassion of the healing power of jesus through his sacred heart and the wounds of his heart and the wounds of his hands and feet that blood just cleanses and purifies and takes that negative darkness away and we begin to see ourselves as god sees us and we start to experience the deep freedom of moving forward in the looking away and looking to god and he becomes the source then of our healing and transformation that enables us to integrate more the spiritual and the 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 human development areas and we have a resonance or a harmony inside ourselves that helps us to have a better development of of a self-attitude in in regard to uh, what it means to really be the person that God wants us to be. I'm going to share this um this quote it was I found it on, it was on Facebook yesterday. Um it's so nice because it's St. Thomas Aquinas. So St. Thomas Aquinas is on Facebook, right? Isn't that great? Um, but I think this quote can give hope to a lot of people if, if you're struggling with self-forgiveness. Um, just want you to listen to this. So it says, St. Thomas Aquinas said, this is from the th- um, Summa Theologica 3Q48. So by suffering out of love and obedience, Christ gave more to God then was required to compensate for all the sins of the human race. And just say that again. By suffering out of love and obedience, Christ gave more to God than was required to compensate for all the sins of the human race. Firstly, because of the exceeding charity from which he suffered. Secondly, because of the dignity of his life, which he laid down in atonement. For it was the life of one who was God and man. Thirdly, because of the extent of the passion and the greatness of the grief endured. Thus, Christ's passion was not only sufficient, but superabundant atonement for our sins. Indeed, Christ's love was so much greater than his slayer's malice that the value of his passion in atoning surpassed the murderous guilt of his crucifiers, such that Christ's suffering is sufficient and superabundant atonement even for the sins of his murderers. I think that's very hopeful for all of us 
because different times I'm sure we've we've all felt like slayers and murderers and yet it's his um he gave more than was required to compensate for all the sins of the human race if you think about all the sins of the human race on the planet at this moment, but then you go back and you think all the sins of the human race from the beginning of time to the end of time. I mean, that's really, that's just mind boggling. And yet that's how, you know, the extent of Christ's love and the reach of his redemption. So, so thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for next week because next week, if, you're, if you've been struggling with self-forgiveness, please listen next week because we'll be talking about confession. Um, that might be something interesting to, um, to pray and think about if you've been struggling with forgiveness towards yourself. might be something to bring to confession because we're called um, to love our neighbors as ourself, which means we're called to love ourselves. So if you've been sinning against yourself, by unforgiveness, maybe um, include that in your examination of conscience. So thank you for joining us. Again, Father David Tickerhoff and myself, we both have um, books on uh, on Amazon. His is Evangelizing Catholic Culture. Mine are More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. We're going to be giving a parish healing mission out in Palmyra, Pennsylvania. The um, on the November 11th and 12th. And then I'm doing coaching. You can come to my website and um, check us out on the website because there'll be updates up there regularly on um, what's going on and how you can join with us. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.